Good morning, Stussy Insurance. This is Linda. Hey, speak to Billy, please. Who's calling, please? It's Joey Jingola. Hold on. Thank you. Joey. Billy, how you doing, sir? Good. Tough night last night, huh? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. exactly why all these tech, you know, exactly why you and I were at a conference of 1,500 non-insurance people coming into insurance. Because that's a very easy concept that you've figured out how to make work and this, this guy or gal is out there like, ooh, but I'm the local agent and I'll put an ad in the local paper and I'll sponsor the local team and I'll show up for coffee and boy, I should get that business and you should do business with me because I'm local and that person's scratching their head like, yeah, but you're not doing anything for me. It's just a transaction. This guy's brought me some value. What's your definition of value? Do you think you're bringing it? I don't know. It's a good question. That was my good friend, Billy Van Jura, and um, he's talking about, he's probably giving me, one, a little bit too much credit, and uh, two, he is talking about the conference that him and I were at, Insure Tech Connect out in Las Vegas uh, back in October, and again, there was probably 10 or 15 other insurance agents there with us amongst 1,500 people. Not a very good ratio. We're definitely outnumbered, and it was um, interesting to hear what a bunch of people who want to change insurance, how they want to do it without, you know, even considering us being in the room, right? And the idea of value and what we bring and what we don't bring and, and, and what they think they're bringing and the value, the misunderstanding of the value structure, regardless of, of whether we're getting it wrong, they're getting it wrong, if we're all getting it wrong. And, and the only person at the end of the day is that, that's really going to end up being screwed in the whole thing is the customer, right? Because we can't seem to find value with two hands and a flashlight. And that's not something that, you know, is going to serve us long term. Uh, now, again, if, if you remember Billy's uh, original podcast debut episode, you know, doing are you doing the stupid things you don't need to? I think that's what it was called. And we were talking about the, the coffee story of, of that local agent that was trying to get the business from my client. And he's like, again, are you showing up for coffee? Is that your idea of value? Is, is just being a warm body in a room somewhere the extent, the limit of the value that you think you can bring or should bring? And can you push it further? Should you push it further? And are you just relying on the fact that the way insurance was sold or has been sold over the years was, well, we're a jingle insurance agency and we're located on Lake Avenue and, you know, the harbor of Ashtabula, Ohio. And you know where we are, you know who we, who we are and you know our, you know, everything about us, right? We're part of the community. We're one of you. And, and, you know, that sounds nice. It's warm and fuzzy and it's, it might make a decent ABC family movie starring Mark Paul Gossler and Amy Smart, but at the end of the day, what is it doing? Are you bringing the value that you need to? Are you bringing the value that's going to prevent somebody that isn't that guy with the name on the door from disrupting the business that you think you deserve? The, the brand value of your agency name because you named it the Smith Agency or the Goal Agency, I think you're overstating yourself. I think, you know, uh, just our mutual friend there, Joey, the fact that he um, changed it from JDC Insurance to what's it, the Insurance Alliance to yeah. make it more generic. You give a massive amount of value because the name recognition of the person whose name's on the door is slowly but surely just not going to be worth anything. 
right. then you got to pay to keep their value up. The one thing I love about Billy is that I'm never quite sure if you're supposed to agree with him or disagree with him sometimes. It's very interesting. He's one of the only people I've met that can actually do that. So uh, I'm not, you know, again, in that statement, you think, so I think what Billy is saying here is, is that he's saying that, you know, the name value is slowly going away. I can't really determine if he thinks, you know, Jason changing the name of his agency to be more generic is a good or a bad thing. I, I don't know. I'm a little confused on that, but I'm thinking it's maybe a positive, but you know, the, the main point here is, is that again, you've hung your name up on the door at once upon a time. And, and, and it was, you know, the, the Smith family agency and, and it meant something. And we might buy an agency and think that we need to keep the name because that name means something in the community. And, and yeah, it does maybe at some point, but at the end of the day, they're going to go with the guy that can get the job done. And the guy that gets the job done in a way that is most convenient to them and appealing and it has nothing to do with the name recognition. All that does is get you, it, it, I don't even want to say it gets you in that bat because I'm going to use a baseball analogy here. We're going to go deep on the baseball. It's going to let you see one pitch basically. And that's it, right? And it's going to be your job. Let's put it this way. It's going to let you see one pitch that you have to swing at. And it's going to be your job to either swing and miss, foul it off, or actually put it in play and hit the ball out of the park. That is what that name recognition does, at least today. And even then, it might not even get you the pitch. You know, they might intentionally walk you or or pinch pinch hit for you. I'm running out of baseball references here. I mean, this is getting a little thin. The point is, is that there are so many variables that can deter them, you know, derail them from actually getting to you based on that name value. And have you done enough? to position yourself away from everybody else in your town that continues to pound their chest and sell on the fact that they've been in business since 1955 and, and that they've been a part of this community. Yeah, that's nice. Right. And, and I, and, and being local is something that, okay, so I'm going to go a little, just tangent alert. I'm just going to open this can of worms because I don't, again, I don't know if this is right or wrong. This is a perspective of a, of a dude that's 32, going to be 33 and looks at the world of saying, yeah, I know that you're local, but I mean, should I care any less about, you know, a human being based on their proximity is the fact that you live 20 miles closer to me than the guy in another state that I might like better. Is that somehow a qualifier? Now, I've always said, you know, friendship is a matter of proximity and business maybe is a matter of proximity in some cases. And proximity can be defined in more ways than just physical location. There's proximity to interest and proximity to, I guess, value in some cases or just how you, you know, prefer things to be done. But again, we're living in a world, a global economy, right? And, and the, the idea that just because you are physically closer than somebody is not a reason is, is, is not a competitive. Well, it is a competitive advantage because building relationships in the real world is always going to outweigh or be superior to those that are built online in some capacity, right? There is an advantage. Albeit slight, there is an advantage, but we just really need to reexamine the fact that again, obvious statement alert for the year or to close out 2016, you know, the way we communicate and the ability and ease that we have to communicate across, you know, you know, the entire world dramatically changes the way that we view, you know, purchasing power. Yes. Obviously the idea behind, let's just dive into this really quickly. Cause I feel like it, 
yes, the idea of buying local means you're supporting your community and, and you want to keep your community, you know, afloat, right? I get that. I get that, you know, you buy the car from the guy down the street that, and he keeps his job. The dealership stays open. You have jobs in your town, the taxes, you, know, you got enough taxpayers to, to fund the city. The city stays in business, essentially. I understand all of that. But at the same time, that should not, we should not be holding to the way things were to conduct the way things are going to be. Because if the guy down the street can't deliver a service, then it's not our job to make compromises for those inadequacies. And in addition, it is not our job either to make compromises for a city or town's inadequacies to figure out a way to then capitalize on this shifting economy. It is not our job to support something just because we think, you know, we want to keep our property taxes high because we want to keep our city in business. It's everyone's job collectively together to say, we want to work with everybody and we want to do it. You know, we want to work with the best people, not everybody. I should say we want to work with the best people. And yeah, just because it's a dude in, in my town or two towns over, whatever it is, I mean, because, all right, here's a concept that I don't know if I've fully, I don't think I've said it on this, on this podcast, but the more you zoom out, right? So the, the, the different, the stakes, and this is, I don't know if this is related, but this is the way I look at the world. So it's the end of the year, it's, it's uh, the holiday season, and I'm just going to put it out there. The more you zoom out from, from where you are at, right? So it starts with, let's just take sports, for example, because it's easy. We started with baseball. Let's keep it going, right? So you start and, and you, you go as small as like your high school, right? You're rooting for your local high school team. Maybe the interest of, you know, I don't know, maybe five, 600 families. If you live in a really big area, you know, maybe a couple hundred, if it's a small place or if it's like me, you've got like 50 families in your, in your class that you're rooting for a uh, very small Catholic high school in Ashtabula is where I went. And and, and that's, you know, so you got your, your high school team, then you zoom out, then it's okay. The state of Ohio, you know, you, or well, no, then you root for your city, right? You know, and then it's the city that you come from. You're going to root for that. And then you zoom out more. Then it's all, oh, I'm going to root for people from Ohio. I'm going to root for my teams or, or, you know, the bigger city, the Cleveland's of the world. I'm going to do that. And then again, then it gets out to Ohio. Then it gets out to the U S if we're talking like the Olympic competitions and we haven't we haven't figured out the, we haven't come to the point. We haven't zoomed out far enough to say, guess what? Everybody on this little rock, we're in this thing together. And it's everything that is out there that eventually will be the thing that we are collectively going to rally against, right? The unknowns of, of the deep space, if you will. And it's the zooming out effect that we need to allow um, to refocus and then zoom back in on the spots that are relevant, that are worthy. And it's a little out there. I'm sorry, probably not, didn't need to drop this in this episode and I'm going on this rant, but the idea of, again, what Billy touched on proximity of the name value that is slowly deteriorating that we don't want to let go of because we hold on to these notions of these are the way things should be. And I just don't want you again to make those sacrifices, to make those accommodations, to continue to enable a system that isn't meeting its full potential. And so even though the company is right there, the fact is their person is not. And that's the advantage that, you know, where the door is left wide open for all these new cover and bunker and, 
you know, Coverhound and all these other ones to come in is because they're sitting there saying, yeah, but we're bringing you value. None of them actually are just yet, but if they simply take a value proposition, it's game over. You know, they can get past that geographic hurdle real easy if they actually just choose to be the person bringing some value first instead of just sales. You know, old tactics work, but, you know, you can't replace that value piece of it. You can't replace the value piece of it. And value, I think, is this blanket thing that we want to think of as a one-size-fits-all thing. We want to think value, what's value to you is not value to me. Now, yes, there are some universal value truths, if you will, but understanding what that value piece is, right? Now, Billy's talking about Coverhound and Insurify and Insurion and all these fancy hipster spin on insurance names. And we want to talk about, you know, that, you know, their value that they're bringing. And right now, the value that they think that they are bringing is making the insurance buying process much easier for you. They think that because you can see rates side by side within a matter of minutes, that that somehow is the most value that they could possibly bring to you. Now that's debatable. That's again, value is you know perceived in the eye of the beholder. Oh, butchered that. Uh, to make a clerk's reference, I shouldn't even be here today as it's uh, the Friday before Christmas and I'm, I told myself I wasn't going to work and I didn't get this podcast out yesterday, so bear with me as I don't know that I'm fully prepared to, uh, to do this. But anyways, uh, stuttering and stammering aside, now the one thing that I didn't ask Billy about was what he thought they could do to bring that value. What's the one thing that, you know, in his opinion, would, would you know, kind of be that value piece that would create that game over scenario. Not that any of us are, are looking forward to that happening anytime soon, but I'm just curious what his thoughts were. I didn't ask him that. Um, because again, I think convenience and ease and things like that are important. They are valuable. You know, making something easier, making something faster, giving people their time back is something that is valuable. And not everyone has caught up to this concept yet of valuing their time. And that's where it does drive me a little nuts when, you know, somebody feels like they want to play insurance agent for a week or two and they feel like they're Mr. Know-it-alls. And I attract, if you put out content online, you attract a lot of those people and it becomes a little annoying. But uh, again, you know, they don't value that. They don't value the fact that, listen, like it takes you 30 seconds to, to do what they just did in two to three weeks. And that's fine. You don't need to work with that person. But what value can they bring that they aren't? And what value can we bring that we aren't? And that, and that's exactly it. But yet so many, and this isn't, listen, I think the work that Grow Program and Jason has done and through different partners and stuff, like I think it's very relevant, it's very good, and I applaud it. I think his book was very good. I think all these things are good. However, unfortunately, many of the students are missing the biggest win, right? Many of the students of, of these concepts are misapplying you know, the, you know, the, the underlying reason for doing these concepts, and that's just leaving them vulnerable. The other thing I like about Billy is that I don't have to hand him a gas can for him to find one and dump it all over everybody and just light the match and watch it burn. Yes, he is talking about probably a majority of the people that might be listening to this podcast as the people of the grow community, right? That of these, these misapplications of the things that we are, are talking about and not really understanding at the core of, of what they're getting after, right? I've seen it time and time again and, and doing something for doing something's sake is not going to you kind of get that result, right? And yes, that is a little bit of an inflammatory statement made by Billy. 
And it doesn't mean that it isn't true. And again, self-awareness and taking a good hard look in the mirror is very hard to do. Whenever I do that in the newsletter, any anytime I write a slightly, you know, kind of confrontational, you need to take a good hard look at yourself type email, people just look to smash that unsubscribe button. And just like you might look to hit the, the pause button or the stop button, or you just might chuck your phone out the window. I'm not sure what you're doing or your habits or how well your anger is managed. It's when you you make these realizations, you you kind of scratch that itch, you kind of you know poke the wound. It's it's those times that you either stand up to it and and, and take an honest look and and say yes, that is true. No, that's not true. You guys are full of crap. Whatever it is, as long as you can stand up to that and 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 be honest with yourself at the result, that's the most important thing. But if your first instinct is to say you're an idiot and you smash the unsubscribe button, or again. You possibly throw your phone out the window as you're driving down the road, whatever it is, that's probably not a good sign. And the, I'm trying to think of some good examples that I'm not, again, brain is not fully functioning today of these misapplications. Um, Again, a lot of it, you know, the, the tactics are tactics to achieve a result, right? The tactics aren't the end goal, you know? So we, we don't set up, you know, email campaigns. We don't, you know, create content. We don't do any of this stuff unless it is, again, designed to bring value. And like we talked about on, uh, it might've been the show Billy was on, the, the, the Doing Stupid Things. It might've been the, the, the show that Rob McCarthy was on of updating your, or can your sales process handle better clients? Um, it still comes back to that insecure touching, right? It's, it's you know, are you doing something for you or are you doing something for them? And again, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing you're doing a tactic that is prescribed to the modern you know customer, to the modern business person. But is the is the intention there? You know, there's two pieces to it. Yeah, there's there's understanding and executing the tactic, but then there's understanding and executing the intention. And you know that is so important and cannot be understated. And it's all about value. We've said it a lot of times. I hate using that word because it is so meaningless now as to what it truly means. But as I said, it is in the eye of the beholder and and, and understanding what the different value propositions are for the people that you want to do business with is going to be your first step to not, you know, misapplying anything and to making sure that you are going to hold on to and deserve the business that you need to get at the end of the day. All right. This is definitely one of my favorite times of the year as it is the Christmas season and the week between Christmas and New Year's is one of my favorite weeks of the year, not because of, of, of the, the obvious holiday things, but because I like days. I like times that it forces us collectively to just stop and slow down. And there's nothing like going out on Christmas morning if you go to a relative's house and it's just, there's this, you know, eerie calmness to it all, this peacefulness that we don't see every day. And it's, it, I like to soak that in. It's, it's an experience that you don't get but once, maybe twice a year. And it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a nice, refreshing feeling. So here's my challenge to you. If you feel like you've been spinning your wheels on the wrong stuff all year and you feel like you want to stop misapplying some of these tactics or start applying them in general, then go ahead and do yourself a favor. 
take a look at what's going on around during the, the holiday, just slow down, stop, enjoy, recharge your batteries. If you want to do it with some insurance stuff and you want to kind of just relax and get ahead, then fine, head over to growprogram.com slash free, grab the free membership, go through the videos, jump in the academy if you want, growprogram.com slash academy. You can go ahead and get rolling on that. If you want to do that, fine. If you don't though, I'm saying don't even, just take a break, right? Just find something that inspires you, that, that feels just, it feels right, feels good, and it's something that is enjoyable and it's also intellectually stimulating, right? Whether it's binging on a, on a bunch of podcasts you need to catch up on, something that is going to kind of recalibrate your perception for 2017. Go ahead and do that. Take a break. Maybe play a couple video games. I know I'm trying to finish Uncharted 4 still and that's going to be fulfilling just from the standpoint of, yeah, you just slowed down for a few, you kind of zoomed out of, of where you were really in, in the mix of and, and do something that is just going to you know, kind of, again, refresh you. Now, if you feel like you haven't been spinning your wheels enough, right? You feel like, man, you've really slacked off the last six months, maybe the entire year, whatever it is, then maybe use this week to kind of create some new habits as it is slow, it's peaceful, it's calm. Maybe try and, you know, kickstart the engines, right? And get things going and give yourself a nice little momentum push into 2017. There's no right or wrong answer here. I just wanted to kind of share my perspective of of this week coming up, and um, and what you know you might what what you like to get out. Of. I would like to hear though you know what your thoughts are of this time of year. If you have a similar experience of that kind of eerie peacefulness, that calmness, Joey at GrowProgram.com, or again you can jump into the free membership, get on the newsletter, GrowProgram.com/free. Either way, probably the last time I'm going to talk to you before the the Christmas season. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. I'm a Christmas guy. Uh, Whatever you're doing, enjoy it, relax, take the time to appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next time.